What is up, everybody? It's an amazing day. I got a new microphone, so I feel even more crisp than I did last time. I've got a direct injection hook to the internet so that the CIA can't fool with my wave bands. You know, not that they would do something like that, but I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying I'd put it past them. Oh, man. How's everybody doing? You guys, we got some treats tonight, man. I've got an old friend of mine named Joanna. She's going to be jumping on here in a second, hanging out, asking questions about what's going on. We're going to be talking about quite a few things. But basically, Biden lied. The FBI, the media, the intelligence agencies, Hunter Biden, everybody else covered it up. Uh, The laptop was real. We're going to get into that. Uh, The don't say gay bill in Florida. We're going to talk about that. Everybody's up in arms about it. We're going to see what it really says and uh, whether or not that's good or bad for society. And then we're going to talk about women's sports. But ladies and gentlemen, before we get into that, I got to introduce you to Joanna. Hey, what's up? Ross, it's so good to be here (laughs) with you. (laughs) Oh, man. So, guys, Joanna and me, we used to play music together back in the day. She's a bassist, but she's more than that. She's, she's uh, you know, you, you run into people every once in a while that just like to laugh and like to have a good time and ask good questions, and Joanna's one of those people. So uh, what's what's been up, Joanna? How you been? Hey, yeah, actually, I've been uh, in Florida. We just moved from uh, Kansas City a couple months ago, and I'm actually turning my garage into a tiny home. Um yeah, inflation sucks. Yeah, well, that's kind of cool, though, as far as the garage being a tiny home. Uh, yeah. You know, other people in other countries, well, the, I was about to say, other. I've seen some of the living quarters that Walmart has for its employees overseas. <laughs> <laughs> that You know, they're like, they're like, I don't know how much they cost like to be there. It's, it's like, I don't know, 88% of whatever they're making at Walmart. You know, it's like literally they have slaves. Like they've got slaves yeah. and if they could have more of them, they'd be happy, you yeah. know, but yeah. so I've been on this new thing, everybody. Uh, I've got an enemy. As you can tell, I'm incredibly physically fit. All right. I'm incredibly physically fit, but I need to introduce you to the real culprit here. And a lot of people think it's self-control. That's the real culprit. Maybe you aren't working out like you should be. You could really be doing more as far as like your, your, your habits and things like that. And you're like, yeah, that's true. But have you met pizza? (laughs) Have you met it? Have you tasted of its absolute glorious richness? Have you had its friends, its cousins, the calzone? Have you had the the freaking pasta? Have you had legitimate Italian food? Because if you have, then you're not allowed to be fussy with me about about how much I eat it. They literally make it so that you're addicted to it. Were you mad at me that I became addicted to it? How's that yes. work? Yes. Yeah. So I don't know. What's your what's your favorite type of pizza? Honestly, Hawaiian every single time. So by Hawaiian, you mean the actual pineapple, the ham, the cheese. Is there anything else that comes on a Hawaiian pizza? Uh, I think that's that's the classic, but that's usually my go-to. And it's funny with pizza. I mean, if you're hungry and all you have to do all you have to do is say pizza, and everyone in the room will say yes. So my, uh, I had, I had a couple black buddies of mine that we were getting Papa John's and they were like, let us get one pizza, something we like, you know? And I was like, we like, I didn't know there was like a divide. I didn't know there was a divide between 
what black people like on pizza and what white people like on pizza. And there's there's probably not. Okay, we were we're, we're all basically ninety percent the same. However, the two black guys that were at my party were both like, "Yo, you gotta let us order the pizza that we want on the Papa John's pizza." We were doing it on the app. I was like, "All right, we'll do it. No problem." So these guys get onions, uh, chicken, barbecue, barbecue sauce instead of tomato sauce as the primary thing, pineapple, and bacon on a pizza. They got it from Papa John's, and I'm telling you, the first bite I had, I was like, man, <laughs> nobody told me. You ever get offended because something so, man, like. I've been alive for 30 years. I didn't say shit about this. You know, like it's, it's almost like, you know, when you eat like a full, like rich piece of chocolate, you can't eat the whole thing. But if you've got regular old vanilla ice cream right there, preferably two scoops, right. Then you can, you can really work your way through with the back and forth. There's a little salt and pepper, right? <laughs> Yeah, you can kind of but you can ping pong your way to a greater victory of how much you can consume, basically. OK, look, there's an art to this, everybody. So calm, calm yourselves. OK, <laughs> well, so that's how I felt as soon as I bit into the barbecue pizza. I was I was eating it and then I was like, oh, my gosh. And it's so sweet after a little while you get done with a piece and you're like, I could use a little bit of salt. And then you go to Pepperoniville. You're happy again, all over again, back on the mountaintop. But you wouldn't know it. If you were just eating a barbecue pizza, you could get three pizzas down. If you were just eating a pepper, that's a lie. I was about to lie right here on national television. That's a lie. I can definitely put down more than three pieces of pepperoni pizza for sure. As my size would entail. So anyway, I don't know what got me on that topic, but my wife's not eating cheese and stuff right now. So she keeps looking at me like I'm nuts because of our like our preferential choices. When everybody, When anybody gets on like a new diet, they really look down on everybody else who's not <laughs> abstaining the way that they are. Have you noticed that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. You should tell them is. about the, the bagel and cream cheese. Yeah. Yeah. The bagel and cream cheese, man. It's, it's a hard one to beat. It's, no, your trick. You got to tell them your trick. Wait, what's my trick? Maybe a I forgot. A little bit of salt. Oh yeah. No, no, no. That is the, you're right. You're right. It's soft. You put it. Okay. You got to toast the bagel. Cause duh, what are you doing? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Right. Anybody, I don't know if you guys ever got bagels at like your business place, like a place of business and they like, get like a 12 pack and they didn't toast any of them. Don't you just cry a little bit on the inside when they open up the thing and you're like, Oh, they're the same temperature as your car was. I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm not mad. I'm not mad, but I just wouldn't, I'm not going to ask you to get bagels again, you know, type of thing. Like I just, I stick it in my pocket as something that I just, I just know that about you now that you're the type of person who brings like room temperature bagels to a thing. You never did that to me, Joanna, just so we're clear, yeah. but yeah, a little bit of salt. You get a, you get a hot bagel. Everything bagel is really good. Regular cream cheese is fine. But if you put salt on it, that cream cheese just finds its home in you. It finds its home in you. Jeanette. <laughs> Gaby, everybody else, whoever's watching this, you know what I mean. Uh, so with all that said, let's jump into the goodies because we got tons of stuff to talk about today. Have, have you seen much in the news uh, about the whole laptop from hell, the Biden laptop and, and what's kind of been the been the issues with it or what's what's everybody talking about? Yeah, honestly, I think um, 
it's crazy how long this has actually been in the forefront of the news. And maybe it's just the news that I'm listening to, but it is, has been a topic. And, it, and even Trump has been talking about this laptop for a long time. He's been spouting about it and, and saying that, um, you know, it's something that's legit and that we need to look into. And I just don't understand why this hasn't already come to the surface. Like, right. what, how is this even still a thing? It should already be solved. Well, so that's so I'm just going to walk everybody back a little bit and let you guys know where this whole thing started. It was October of 2020, which which October, like the middle of October. So it was two and a half weeks or so before the actual national election for the president. Right. And this story comes out. I'm going to show it to everybody so you guys can see it. This story comes out that basically says that. um Hunter Biden, here, I'll just, I'll scroll down so you guys can see. A smoking gun email reveals how Hunter Biden introduced Ukrainian businessmen to VP dad, right? Hunter Biden introduced, Hunter Biden introduced his father, uh, then president, then vice president Joe Biden to a top executive at the Ukraine, at a, at a Ukrainian energy firm less than a year before the Biden pressure government officials in Ukraine into firing a prosecutor. So forget the whole firing a prosecutor thing. I don't care about that. But the thing I care about is, is, is this. Describe what sort of mechanisms you're going to put in place to avoid conflicts of interest, whether you knew uh, your brother who's been accused of, let's say, uh, uh, trying to use your campaign to further his business interests. You knew anything about that? And well, first uh, of all, I, I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses, period. All right, so he's never discussed anything to have to do with his businesses to his son or his brother or anybody, period. Okay, got it. So let's see what the New York Post said so far, okay? I'm just going to go through this. So this is an email from, uh, I don't know how to say this guy's name. Vadim Porasaki. I don't even, I don't even got it. I don't have an idea. He's an advisor at Burisma, right? And this is from him to Hunter Biden. Dear Hunter, thank you for inviting me to DC and giving an opportunity to meet your father and spent time and spent some time together. It's really an honor and a pleasure. As we spoke yesterday evening, would be great to meet for a quick coffee. What do you think? We could come to the office, whatever they're buddies. Got it. Right. So that was supposedly dropped off, right? By somebody to because it got water damage the laptop did right got water damage and uh this is the signature of the person who dropped it off apparently right well according to the lap according to that particular place if you drop off your laptop and you don't come pick it up within a certain amount of time or you don't pay within a certain amount of time you forfeit the property as the payment right so that was stipulated basically so that's that's how this guy got a hold of all this Right. So uh, Steve Bannon uh, got a hold of it, sent it to New York Post. New York Post put it through. But then I'll show you. I, I want to make sure that I just detail all the important stuff for everybody who's just following along. Right. He wasn't supposed to be involved with any kind of the stuff. But if you look what his lawyer says, what Hunter Biden's lawyer said in that same uh, vein was this. That. He has been pushing, he, he has been pushing, he's talking about Rudy, Rudy Giuliani and about this laptop. He's been pushing discredited conspiracy theories about the Biden family 
openly relying on actors tied to Russian intelligence, the lawyer said, right? Well, so what happened after that? Oh, it's Russian intelligence. Well, my God. I'll tell you what happened. Facebook and Twitter immediately, they restricted it everywhere. So they were like, nobody can see what's going on with this. We're going to label it misinformation. They said uh, they don't know the origins of the materials. That was what Twitter said. But then Twitter also said that it could be harmful in distributing it. Uh, Facebook basically said it's part of our standard process to reduce the spread of misinformation. Right. That's what Facebook said that it was. But here's the problem. This is two weeks two weeks before the national election of Joe Biden, right? So what happens a few days after that is the emails are laid out. There's business interests that are obviously happening. They lay out all these emails and then all the media basically goes, this is false information. People get banned on tick on Twitter, on, uh, on Facebook, all, all over the place. They get banned for this and everybody just comes out swinging saying it's all absolutely fake. It's nonsense. Look, I'll even show you the fact check. So I, I time framed all of this. So I went back in time so I could see what the fact checkers were saying around this time to figure <laughs> out what the, because you know, when something comes up now, the facts check just immediately take the ax to the root and they're like, this is all a lie. And if yeah. you share it, we're, you're, you're, an app, you're a Russian asset, you know? <laughs> so I wanted to see what they were saying. So I changed the time zone on my Google to go back to that time frame to see what the PolitiFact said right after this story came out. You ready for it? Yeah. Fact check Biden laptop. Fact check <laughs> unproven claims about Hunter Biden and child. Fact check claims Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, uh, all of it, all of it fact checking them, right? The first link you can click, the first freaking link you can click, all it totally false. Oh, how, what do they do? They take something that nobody was even saying, 25,000 pics of him torturing and raping children and act like <laughs> it's false. And Google put it at the top of the thing. So it's like, you're, you're like, oh, that, that must be what everybody's saying. About, and then if you're just a normal bystander looking up information, you're going to go, well, what's Google have to say? And then the first thing you come to is, is this fact check by and then you go oh i knew it was bullshit and then you click and you're like oh my god those guys are how stupid you know and then so you don't even read it because nobody's going to read past anything right no. and then that was like the 19th that was the 19th of the month that they put that out right and then the new york times puts this out this is a misinformation test for social media we're really going to challenge them to see how good they are at this point. You know, this is a really big test. So that's what they push nonstop. And then look who shows up two days later after the New York Times puts out that this is a giant test to see how social media hands misinformation, right? So they're basically challenging social media. You better be censoring this. It's two weeks before the election, right? We're going to see how you handle misinformation. But then and now they said this was Russian disinformation, but the recipient of one of the business emails comes out and goes, it's not BS. I was in the emails. His name, Tony Bobulinski. And here he is. In various successful <laughs> businesses, both in this country and abroad. I'm making the statement to set the record straight about the involvement of the Biden family, Vice President Biden, his brother, Jim Biden, and his son, Hunter Biden, in dealings with the Chinese. 
I've heard Joe Biden say that he's never discussed business with Hunter. That is false. Well, I, I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses, period. I have firsthand knowledge about this because I directly dealt with the Biden family, including Joe Biden. I have also heard that Vice President Biden said on Tuesday that Senator Ron Johnson, the chair of the Senate Homeland Security Committee, should be ashamed for suggesting that Biden family sought to profit from their name. Well, here are the facts I know, and everything I'm saying is corroborated by emails, WhatsApp chats, agreements, documents, and other evidence. And the American people can judge for themselves. I brought, I guess, for record, three phones that spanned the years 2015 through 2018. These phones have never been held by anybody else besides myself. I was told this past Sunday by somebody who was also involved in this matter that if I went public this information, it'd be, it would bury all of us, man. The Bidens included. I have no wish to bury anyone. I've never been political. The few contributions I've made have been to Democrats. But what I am is a patriot and a veteran. To protect my family name and my business reputation, I need to ensure that the true facts are out there. In late 2015, I was approached by James Gillier, whom I had known for many years, about joining him in a deal which he said would involve the Chinese state-owned enterprise, CEFC China Energy, and what he called one of the most prominent families in the United States. I was informed first by Gillier, and then by Hunter Biden, and by Rob Walker, who was working with the Bidens, that the Bidens wanted to form a new entity with CFC, which was to invest in infrastructure, real estate, and technology in the U.S. and around the world, and the entity would initially be capitalized with $10 million and then grow to billions of dollars of investment capital. After I know it's tough, everybody, but keep listening. This is important. After months of discussion, I agreed to Gillier and Hunter Biden's request to become CEO of the entity to be called SinoHawk. Sino representing the Chinese side, Hawk representing Hunter Biden's brother Bo's favorite animal. And between February and May 2017, we exchanged numerous emails, documents, and WhatsApp messages concerning SinoHawk and its potential business. On May 2nd, 2017, the night before Joe Biden was to appear at the Milken Conference, I was introduced to Joe Biden by Jim Biden and Hunter Biden. At, at my approximately hour-long meeting with Joe that night, we discussed the Biden's history, the Biden's family business plans with the Chinese, with which he was plainly familiar, at least at a high level. Well, I, I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses, period. After that meeting, I had numerous communications with Hunter, Walker, Gillier, and Jim Biden regarding the allocation of the equity ownership of Sinohawk. On May 13, 2017, I received an email concerning allocation of equity, which says 10% held by H for the big guy. In that email, there's no question that H stands for Hunter, big guy for his father, Joe Biden, and Jim for Jim Biden. In fact, Hunter often referred to his father as the big guy or my chairman. On numerous occasions, it was made clear to me that Joe Biden's involvement was not to be mentioned in writing, but only face to face. In fact, I was advised by Gillian Walker that Hunter and Jim Biden were paranoid about keeping Joe Biden's involvement secret. Tomorrow, I will be meeting with the Senate committee members concerning this matter, and I will be providing to the FBI the devices which contain the evidence corroborating what I have said. So, he's basically saying not only was it not in misinformation from Russia, I have the emails too. They're on these three phones. I'm giving them to the FBI who already had the laptop in December, by the way, they had the laptop in December of 2019 and haven't said a word right about any of it. And then you have Tony Bobulinski come out and going, actually the, he was supposed to make sure that we secured 10% for the big guy. And the big guy he's referring to is Joe Biden. Right. Whoa. So nobody knows what to do with that. You just go, Oh, okay. Well, shoot. I mean, you said it was Russian disinformation. And then the dude that was in the emails was like, no, it wasn't. I, I'm the guy. I was the CEO of the thing. 
you know, and then you have all the media playing their part. Is no, I repeat, no. There is no evidence that either Biden did anything illegal. There's been no evidence. There was no evidence. There's no evidence. There is no evidence. There is not an iota of evidence. No, no evidence, evidence Biden, Biden did, did anything, anything wrong. wrong. There's really no evidence that Joe Biden did anything wrong. Nobody's ever accused uh, that it's important. There is no. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so you've got them basically covering the bases for this, guys. And then you've got the intelligence officials, because, see, the intelligence officials were the ones who came around at two. Fifty, actually, intelligence officials came out saying that this was 100 percent Russian disinformation. They could tell based on their sources that intelligence officials were basically chiming in. James Clapper, John Brennan, the people that are the head of the CIA and the head of the FBI all of them. And the FBI knew about all of this stuff, right? And so now it finally comes out. What comes out? That the uh, the Hunter Biden's infamous laptop is confirmed by the New York Times just now. The New York Times basically publishes other emails from him and proves that, that Hunter Biden paid off a million dollars that he owed the IRS somehow. And when they state where they got the information, they say from the recovered laptop that they called fake. <laughs> Isn't it nuts? It's nuts. It's nuts. And, and so it's intentional, obviously. But so the question is, what the hell else is on this laptop now, I've looked at a lot of it. There's a lot of Hunter Biden having his ding dong out and getting things done to his ding dong and smoking crack and talking on the phone. Like, really, it feels like you're watching like something out of Breaking Bad when it, when it's really a bad part of the show. and You're just like, oh, this is tough like to watch. You know, when Jesse's on like heroin with his girlfriend in the bed and they're just laying around. Anyway, it's just a gross feeling. So anyway, that's what it feels like. But. It's picked up steam because I think the reason that the New York Times... Oh, no, here, hey, let me show you this. So here's an image that was on the laptop. Exactly. That's information that, that is clearly fact, not disinformation. Yeah, this is not Russian disinformation. You lied, <laughs> called... But do you see what this is? This was on... Uh, Hunter oh, Biden's laptop. Oh, this gosh. is Obama's daughter's credit card with presumably what looks to be cocaine on it with Hunter Biden. Now, he was high all the time when you watch Hunter Biden stuff. So you got her, Miss Obama. Now, when you look up her age and you look up why was she with Hunter Biden and you start looking up these different, uh, these different uh, age factors, she might have been underage during this. Now, there's a lot of people that say that they have underage, like, images on there i haven't seen any clear evidence that there's underage stuff uh because i just haven't looked through all of it because quite frankly it's kind of tough to look through all of it it's pretty like stomach churning and to find a way to look through all of it is tough it's not easy to find a way to look through all of it so anyway moving forward here's what the most recent update is schweitzer so peter you think hunter's accountability institute press Let's turn to the New York Times best-selling author of Red Handed and Government Accountability Institute, President Peter Schweitzer. So, Peter, you think Hunter's about to be charged with a crime? 
Uh, I do. And Jesse, I think the best evidence is the New York Times ran this piece where they admitted the laptop was real. That was in paragraph 17 or 18. But the story was basically about the grand jury looking into Hunter Biden. And the New York Times got a lot of cooperation from Team Biden, and they were clearly trying to position themselves uh, on the assumption that Hunter Biden is, in fact, going to be indicted. Uh, that's why I think they cooperated. Uh, and I think the challenge and the problem they have, Jesse, is that if Hunter Biden is indicted, that opens up the whole can of worms in terms of Joe Biden's financial connections that you uh, talked about uh, earlier. <laughs> mm, it's delicious. Look, at the end of the day, everybody, it's a good time to be a conspiracy theorist, okay? It's not a bad day. And if you are like many others who just are excited about telling your family that we told you, guys, there's an awesome opportunity for you to purchase T-shirts. And where can you get it? I'm so glad you asked. You can get your merch at Rastaboss.com. <laughs> and if you really want to go deeper, you can go deeper. And that's get yourself a Let's Go Brandon mug. It's the constipated Biden face with the crowd underneath and all of us at home going, let's go Biden. But if you just want the told you mug where it's got that cool image on it with the told you on the back, that's on there too. Link is in the bio, everybody. Have fun with it. Woo! Dude. All right, let's look at the let's look at the comments. Let's see what people are saying. Okay. Um, or we could look at this again. I got to get some of that merch. That's too good. Yeah, dude. I spend a lot of time trying to perfect the art of absolute trolling. And hopefully I'll get there at a certain level. So now that we basically covered that, the point, the, I guess the point of the whole thing is they are lying so consistently, Joanna, about so many things that it is tough to, number one, keep track of how many times they've lied about things. But also how important the lie was. You, the sitting U.S. president of the United States, lied to the American people about his business deals, about his family's enrichment from those business deals. Like, we, the, the more you look into it, the more atrocious it is. But that's the big thing is that there's some trouble coming. Right. Anyway. So basically what you're saying is when they're telling, when you think they're, they're telling the truth, they're actually lying. Yeah, when they when they fake, when they fake like this is absolute like they will flat out lie to the degree as if it's act, as if something's actually true. Now, I don't know how long that takes a person to be like I used to be mostly honest and now I pretty much like do you remember that video of Van Jones, the black guy from CNN who had the glasses and somebody came up to him and asked about the whole Russian thing, Russian collusion and he was like it's a nothing burger. He knew it. He knew it, but they taught, they were talking about it for years, you know, right. and he, but he told like a, a personal who he thought was a friend, like, ah, oh, it's a, it's a nothing burger. Project Veritas covered that, you know? Right. And it's like, well, dude, if you know that it's a nothing burger. How is it that we've come this far? Why isn't there accountability, Ross? That's really what I'm after. Like why? Well, so I don't think, I don't think the accountability that everybody's looking for would have to come from such a high place in the country that they would be able to look into all of the details about the media companies, they'd have to be able to look into uh, voting. 
voting. They'd have they'd have to look into so much that I'm honestly at this point, midterms will probably tell me what I should be prepared for for the election. Because after this, after the 2020 election, I really don't know what to think about what's going to happen over the uh, next few. Because I've gone through the full court hearing, looked at the ballots and everything from Arizona and all of it. I don't understand how that whole thing passed. At 4 a.m., people just stopped counting and all of a sudden we have a massive inflation. So there's so and much video evidence. Yeah, of lots of things, of lots, lots of things. things. And so I don't know. What do I think is going to happen? I think they're going to piss off the American people after a while and they're just going to have a lot of resistance. But the, I don't know. The World Economic Forum sure is seem to be seems to be trying hard to not let anything fall through the cracks. Anyway, so moving on. You've probably heard a little bit about the Don't Say Gay bill. Have you heard about that? Yeah, I have. Okay, so the Don't Say Gay bill is not real. That's not really what it was called, right? But people are flipping out about it from Disney all over. Uh, people are basically saying that there's massive issues that have to do it. Some of those people are people like this teacher. So I just finished the first day back to school, high school English teacher, right? This is my intro activity where the kids like go around and snoop around my room and like write down observations and then come up with a teacher bio, like making assumptions about me and stuff. And then I ask for these um, and confirm or deny their suspicion. And so this one kid was like, not so sure about saying his, um, but I was like, no, like, it's fine. I give you full permission to like judge me and make assumptions. Obviously it's the only time I'll do that. Um, and he was like, well, um, are you lesbian? And I was like, wait, what gave it away? What, what gave it away? So she's got just all kinds of stuff in her room that basically points at that. But then you've got stuff like this. Out to all my students. So I have a quick announcement for everybody. Can everybody look up from their phones? My class is important, please. Hello. I'm waiting. You guys look at me. Me, 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 me. So I usually go by Mr. Johnson, but I would like to be called Zoa now. My name is Zoa and I'm non-binary. So you can call me Mr. Zoa. You can call me Miss Zoa. You can call me Mix Zoa. That's M-X period. And I go by all pronouns. That's it. Thank you. Thanks guys. Uh, that's it. All thank you. If you guys, if anybody has any questions, you can ask. If anybody has any questions, just come on up anytime you want. I'd love to share my sexual experiences with you uh, the way that they were shared with me. And guys, look, there's no right or wrong. If you see a ding dong next to you, just grab it. <laughs> just grab it. It's okay. You might actually be gay. And maybe nobody's even told you this before. And that's totally fine. We can all just take a trip down that lane and kind of discuss it together. What's your thoughts on seeing that, Joanna? Seeing teachers do that. Um, you know, they're, they're definitely setting an example, um, which I think will be a snowball effect, um, giving permission for people to, to experiment and um, try something new. But I don't know if that example is all that good. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's very interesting. That's exactly right. It's very interesting. And if you say anything that's opposite of what I'm thinking right now, I'm not going to lie. It's definitely going to be considered hate speech. And like the first time that like a four-year-old came up to me and said, like, what are you? My, my first question, my first answer was going to be like, I'm a teacher, but I knew what they were really asking me when they said that. And they were really asking like, who 
am I into that? <laughs> Obviously, I replied that I'm a gender free unicorn, but it doesn't matter um, because right after that, the kid said, no, I'm, I meant like, could you help me go to the bathroom? And so after I explained like my gender role to them, that's when everything changed. Does that make sense? Were they then comfortable going to the bathroom with you? Not near me. But we fixed that the next month with the equity policies that we had implemented for other students that may have not felt like they were being included. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's unique. It's definitely unique. And so also, um, we're taking over Disney. The don't say gay bill is basically just you can't explain gender. You can't instruct about gender. I can't do this with this thing. It makes me laugh too much. <laughs> So the thing is, is you're not allowed to talk about gender or sexual identity and stuff like that to anybody under third grade is basically what it is. Okay. So Disney flipped out about this because God forbid your kids don't know about everything related to sexuality at a certain time. Right. But I ran into one of these Disney people and I just want to show you what it was like. To, to, for this little kid, he was brand new. His dad and him were going to kids, Disney. Anyway, it freaked him out. And I just want to share this. We're going to Disney. Welcome to Disney. Did you bring any sex toys, little boy? Come on, buddy. The heavy mouth breathing. <laughs> Bro, look, it's not my fault that I think that they're trying to be this way. I didn't come up with this. I'm not the one on a rampage trying to get people to change their sexual identity or to embrace a new form of something that may be in their version of things liberating. They're the ones that decided to do this. How do I know? We'll convert your children. Someone's got to teach them not to hate. We're coming for them. We're coming for your children. We're coming for them. I believe you. Hmm. Simply put, we believe you. And that's weird. So no thanks. Not cool with you having those. And, and why? Why is it because I'm a bigot? Is it because I don't care about people? Well, let me explain. Let me thoroughly explain why in the world normal people are not on board with this type of thing. Do you let your kids have anything to do with Disney stuff? Yeah, if it was made before 2019 or 2015, I'll be like, let me watch it with you. So this is the actual don't say gay bill, just so everybody knows I have actually gone through this thing, okay? That's the real text of the bill, not somebody's summary of it, not some whatever, okay? But I want to talk about what happens to children and what kind of the risks are surrounding this sexual identity. Because I don't know if you know this, if you don't embrace a child's sexual orientation, the CPS can be called on you because they say that it's a threat to the child if you don't embrace it. So there's a lot of this stuff that's that's basically strange, but I just want to talk about a couple of things, okay? Um. This is the results of, of uh, I'll just read it. Long-term follow-up of transsexual persons undergoing sex reassignment surgery cohort study in Sweden. Conclusions. 
persons, or I'll just, I'll read results first. The overall mortality, meaning likelihood of death for sex reassigned persons was higher during follow-up than for controls of the same birth sex, meaning people who did not have sex reassignment surgery. Particular death from suicide, a lot. <laughs> I don't know if you, anyway, sex reassigned persons also had an increased risk for suicide attempts and psychiatric inpatient care. Comparisons with controls matched on reassigned sex yielded similar results, female to male, but not female to females, had a higher risk for criminal convictions in their respective birth controls, right? Okay, hang on. Let's keep reading. So that's what we're saying is obviously there's some risk involved if you consider yourself to be a trans person, especially if you go forward with sex reassignment surgery. Okay. Now, who is this from? This is not from some right-wing conspiracy theory. This is PubMed, sis, the National Library of Medicine. All right. That was 2011. Okay. Here's another one from 2015. From who? Same thing. National Library of Medicine. Mental health of transgender youth in care at an adolescent urban community health center. Uh, let's just read what the results were. Okay. Uh, the, I don't, let me just read conclusions. The transgender youth were found to have a disparity in negative mental health outcomes compared with cisgender youth, which means normal, uh, with equally high burden in female to male and male to female patients identifying gender identity differences in clinical settings and providing appropriate services and supports are important steps in addressing this disparity. So they're like, you better have some stuff set up a little bit because it gets kind of crazy with the, with the mental health outcomes. Okay. What else? I'm, I'm just stick with me. Transgender attractions and sexual reassignment surgery risks and potential and uh, risks and potential risks, right? Delay summary. Transsexuals and sex change operations are receiving a great deal of attention. Young people may seek treatment for transsexual attractions at an early age, even through these attract, even though these attractions may go away in their own. Psychological conflict conflicts uh, have been identified in these patients and their parents and may be successfully treated. There are serious risks associated with sex change. They include the risk of depressive illness and suicide. Physicians and mental health professionals should know these risks and the regrets of those who have been through sex change operations. These patients and their families also should be informed of other treatment options. Okay, so I'm going to keep going because I want this to be clear before we stop. Right. Yeah. Um, let me just go right to the most important one. Ethical issues raised by the treatment of gender variant prepubescent children. Okay. Uh, let me find. Okay. Let me just scroll down to here. On the subject of treating children, however, as the World Professional Association for Transgender Health notes, in their latest standards of care, so this is not a right-wing company or not right-wing anything. This is the World Professional Association for Transgender Health, gender dysphoria, meaning that you are a different gender than you actually are, in childhood does not inevitably continue into adulthood. And only 6 to 23% of boys or 12 to 27% of girls treated in gender clinics showed persistence of their gender dysphoria into adulthood, which means, let's just call that 
Can we just call this 20% for right now to get, it's not 20. It's more like 15, give or take 10 both ways or something, right? Let's just call it 20%. So they have a 20, they have an 80% chance of recovering, an 80% chance of recovering from something that if you don't recover from it has a significantly higher suicide attempt rate. And you're wondering why we don't want people to train our kids in their sexuality at young to ages. All my students. This is why. So I have a. Don't say anything. Don't say a thing to these kids. Would you willingly allow your children to go through harder times? Like life is hard enough as it is. Why, why put a stack of statistically more difficult situations in front of them that they elect, that they elect. And look, the idea, all of the ideas that we're talking about, as far as male, female, all these, they're brand new as far as their implementation in the last five years. And you're willing to throw the most powerful, the most free and able to defend itself society in all of history you're able to change all of their entire morality structure guidelines for something that you've known about for less than five to 10 years. Mm -mm. Explain it. How does that work? Who tested this? Who looked at one society and said, we're going to allow you to decide whatever you want about gender. And we'll check back in 70 years later and see how you fared. And we're using that data to decide to make these changes. Now, Oh, that hasn't happened ever. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Well, we know what has happened. The way that we did things for the last 150 years or the way that humanity has done things for the last 10,000 years is pretty well established. Boys being boys and girls being girls, that is. You know, and so I don't know. I find it difficult to kind of just sweep this stuff under the rug and act like it's not that big of a deal when the suicide rates are so vast. For, sorry, wrong thing. But the suicide rates are just massive for these things. And I, I can't I can't pretend like I don't know about these things. Honestly, it feels like a big experiment. It is. If you're a country and you're like, how do I destroy this other country that's clearly whipping my ass? I'm going to go, let me get control of all their cool like role model figures like they do for the Hollywood people. Make, oh, them, right. all, make them all post dumb shit on Twitter that is anti-beneficial to the entire society as a whole like ch like china owns hollywood and if i was yeah. china and my main competitor who is my only real the only real thing stopping me from doing all the stuff that i want to do you know i would be like let me just pump as much crap in like if you drink bleach it helps you know like i would be pumping everything i could screw your parents they don't know anything you don't need to be physically fit body positivity baby Enjoy your pizza. It's hate speech if somebody tells you that you can't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this stuff's such a joke, man. And being around for it, having to watch this stuff happen while everybody just gets, I don't know, shablockled about everything is just so annoying. It's maddening, actually. Because we can see it, like, clearly. It's clear as day. And the thing is, is all of these ideas, none of these crazy ideas hold up as soon as you remove the constitution and the basic American ideals of respecting exactly. everybody. Everybody yes. gets a fair shake. No, actually in the rest of the world, generally speaking, people do not get an opportunity at a fair shake. The constitution, the thing that you all consistently shit on 
is the thing that makes us in this country have to let the microphone land on you for a second so that the person who's the weakest among us, who has no social skills, who has yeah. massive anxiety, paranoia, drug addiction issues, weight issues, health issues, abandonment issues, sexuality issues, all that we throw the microphone at you and we go, okay, have a shot. And what do you do with that microphone? You shoot the very thing that gave you the stage to be able to say the words that you're saying. Do you know if you if if you succeed left in destroying the strong alpha group of people that created this country in the way that we have right now, if you succeed in your venture that the Marxists have convinced you to do that you thought was BLM and all these other dumb things, if you succeed, the people that are our competitors, when they come in, they will just murder you. That's all there is to it. Do you know if you have some of the beliefs that some of the people on the left have right now in the Middle East, they just throw you off buildings. That's just the way that it works. They just throw you off a building. Why? You're slowing society down in some way. I'm not advocating for that. I think that's evil and want you to have a voice as well. But as soon as you start calling regular stuff evil, in trying to get my kids to go along with something that is statistically detrimental potentially to them, of course we're going to have an issue. And we're going to put a bill in that goes, you aren't allowed to teach our kids jack. And quite honestly, I think they ought to put cameras in every single one of these yeah. classrooms and that parents can live stream whenever they want. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because if you if I can't do that with you, I don't trust you. Right. I don't trust you. I don't trust anybody anymore. You know, and, and it's unfortunate that it's gotten to this point, but look, I didn't do it. I didn't do it from the, from their, from their own mouth, the world of trans health or whatever it's called. This is from them. Okay. They're the ones that said this. If you read it that right in the middle where it says mainly boys, like over here, uh, who, who were referred to clinics for assessment of gender dysphoria the gender dis persisted into adulthood only six to 23% of the time. And for the girls, it was uh, slightly more. And so at this point, I don't really know what to do with it, but I mean, look, we've got this going on where we're all confused about what gender is. And you've got this, I mean, look at the, look at the person on the left. Okay. Look at the person yeah. on the left. That's Dylan. Okay. <laughs> His real name's William Thomas, okay? But like her name is Leah Thomas, okay? But what I'm saying is me and William, who I'm going to call Dylan for fun, me and Dylan, this this dude looks like we just went, like there's some kind of sleepover that's happening. Me and him were like, bro, put on your flip-flops. We got to go get some Slurpees and go get some popcorn <laughs> for the girls. And he just, threw, all right, bro, I'm coming. And we chit chat about dumb stuff and he probably wears white sunglasses. That's a white sunglasses looking guy, right? Or whatever. Like, and then you tell me you're this person and you're just dominating all these girls in sports, bro. And then, but you know, Ron DeSantis was like, we're not doing it. Florida is saying, Florida is going to say that, you know who won? Emma won. Emma won. And yeah. I just wonder how much longer we're going to let this stuff go on before I mean, look, if you're a coach right now, if you're a, if you're a coach or a scout, you're an idiot. If you aren't looking for trans women students, please, God, make the WNBA interesting, please. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
do it. It, it. They would make so much more money, but within eight months to a year of everybody jumping on this bandwagon, there would be 20% female athletes in the female athlete categories because these trends, it's not like the transgender people have been trying for 80 years and they finally got a record. They've been in sports for like two years and they've got like 10 records already somehow. If you notice, none of them are for the men category. Right. Some For some reason, they can't beat those guys. And it's, so it's like, are we all just going to pretend that we're this stupid forever? Like, how long do we let this go on before we start to go, actually, having children is a benefit and endorsing relationships that generally create breeding is positive. <laughs> These people, they just think so inside out. It's just so opposite of what reality should actually be and what truth actually is. So what do you do? What do you do? I mean, honestly, if you're ever going to try to convince somebody of things today, you have to have so much preparation ahead of time because I've said this before. It's the same thing with Trump, right? Anybody that you talk to about Trump, if they're political at all, even if they're not political, they have an entire building block system, references of what they believe and why they believe it. But when you grab one of those bricks and you make them zoom into it, and you go, oh, the Russia collusion. You don't like that he colluded with Russia. That makes sense. Let's talk about that. And then 14 minutes later, they go, all right, well, maybe I, maybe I don't actually know that he did that. And you go, no, no, no. I'm telling you that that did not occur. And then they go, all right. And then 58% of that brick is now compromised. But it's still there. And they still have the other 34 that made them emotionally feel the way that they do. And do you think you're going to get to all of them right away? No, no way. So they do the same thing about all these topics. Meanwhile, meanwhile, our entire generation suffers. 25% are saying that they they are not normal sexually now versus 2% like 15 years ago. Yeah. So I'm not saying that it's like, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. This is America. You are technically allowed to do whatever you want. I don't care if you're gay, straight, whatever. But don't get tricked into it right like that's shitty and you know that these people that are watching your kids that have got wounds themselves and i'm not saying that every single person that i've ever come in contact with has wounds or has emotional damage if they happen to be of the other persuasion but what i am saying i has i have i have never met a person who is of the other persuasion that doesn't have massive trauma in their history right so you're not allowed to say that in most, I didn't really say anything yet. You know, I've got to keep it good for YouTube, but like, am I just supposed to pretend that that didn't happen? You know? And so anyway, you've got these, you've got these people that come from massive trauma. They're leading sections of society now, and they are waiting, waiting for an opportunity for a kid to kind of seem like they were in their shoes. And as soon as the kid's like a girl's like, I love making mud pies, you know, like my mom or probably like you were, you know, just imagine oh, yeah. you've got this lady. We're going to do the other one. You've got this lady <laughs> just watching you, right? She's she's at recess and she's just watching. And then all of a sudden <laughs> she sees you pick up a, a, a mud pie and you sling it at the wall and you, and you chant, yeah, or something like that. And immediately she zooms into you. She just zooms right into you. And she goes, you seem like you need some assist. You seem like you need more assistance. You seem like you need some help. Do you need to go to, to guidance counseling? Are your parents ever questioning your gender? 
have you ever felt like your parents weren't there for you the way that they're supposed to be there for you? You look like maybe you're a little lonely. Is home hard? Is home a little bit difficult? Have you ever thought about a have you ever thought about like a penis in a romantic way? Or have it have you ever thought about a vagina in a romantic way? Anyway. <laughs> these people exist, Joanna. And they're hungry for it. And they think that they're doing only good. And it's like, look. I appreciate that when I was going to school, I never knew anything about my teacher's political affiliations. Okay. And the truth of the matter is that I kind of don't want to like, I would rather not know. Some of them showed me some of the corruption that was going on back in the day forever ago. But like, other than that, of course, if I'm honest, she was kind of like trying to get me to, hate uh to hate the government a little bit which makes sense now you know and made sense to everybody in the entire united states during all of donald trump's presidency but as soon as biden gets in anybody who hates the government is now a domestic violent extremist basically because uh because the right people have the control of the nukes now and, and if they get control everything will be perfect but the risk that you run with calling these people out is that every once in a while they can end up calling you something. And they can call you racist. Racist, racist, racist. And if you want that t-shirt, everybody, that's on rastaboss.com too. And so anyway, I don't have much else to say. We'll end with you, Joanna, but uh, I hope you guys enjoyed tonight. We went over two big things. Hopefully you're more caught up now, more aware of what's going on. And uh, go check out the merch if you like what you're seeing lately. And then, uh, I mean, we can just BS for a little bit. We can take a couple of questions because we got about six minutes left before I want to jump off. So I'll let you talk for a little bit and we'll ask questions in the meantime as well. Yeah, heck yeah. Thanks so much for having me on. It's been so fun. Like, I, I just think about all the conversations we've had over the years and, and just over the phone. And it's just so fun to come full circle and be on your show. Um, I think I'm the most excited about um, today's topic would be uh, Hunter's laptop. I'm very, very interested in finding out more and hearing, you know, I want, I want an end to the story on this one. That's um, really what I'm intrigued by. It's tough to want to end to the story because every, like, look at the Durham report, you know, they've been, right. the Durham report has been like making ripples about forever for thinking two years. And like, I, people are like, it's yeah. good that he hasn't said anything. And you're like, well, it's not good for my nerves. You know, yeah. like, there's a lot of stuff it's not good for right now, you know, and it's just, it's funny to see it because it's exhausting to follow this entire, you know, this entire thing yeah. and still and Bill Barr too. Yeah, Bill Barr, but you know, shoot, I don't know, man. I'm nervous about Bill Barr too. Yeah, yeah. There's some things there. It was interesting uh, look, that he came hey, back on the scene too. Josiah Connolly's in the chat right now. Josiah, whoa, what's whoa. up, bro? Black That's full back. circle. That's full that circle. Is, yeah, yeah. He's one of my bros. Dang. Well, everybody, I hope you enjoyed tonight. Go check out some merch. Have some fun. God bless. And you'll see a lot of this. Uh, you'll see a lot of these videos trickle out soon in uh, different little TikToks and stuff like that. So anyway, Joanna, thanks for coming on. You were great. God bless everybody.